What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Who Place, where we talk about basketball and wrestling unscripted and uncensored. My name is Darrell Thomas. I'm Damon Creighton. And I'm Jalen Horn. Yeah, this episode is not going to be the what I thought it was going to be. Uh, keep in mind, like, just for context, we're recording this Saturday after game six instead of Sunday. So um, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm not happy. Um, I was supposed to be jumping for joy, running my mouth about how both LA teams got shipped to Cancun and packed up in game six. That's not going to happen today because Clippers won. So we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, the Clippers and the Mavs first. And I'm praying that Sunday that Dallas wins in seven, but um, oh boy, um, last night pissed me off more than it should have. Um, Kawhi had 45, okay. Reggie Jackson had 25, which pissed me off even further. Pandemic Paulette was there and shot under, shot about 40%. But my issue, Kristaps Porzingis, you seven foot three, punk ass, tall bastard. Can you do anything? Like in anything, what are you good at? Do what? What do you do? Why are you seven foot three, and you play like Duncan Robinson? Why are you seven foot three, and you're smoking layups? If you are seven foot three, and the co-star of Luka Doncic. You should be dunking on everybody. You have no excuse to be this trash. I know now. Now I see why Knicks fans booed you when you got drafted. There is no reason why you're getting outplayed by Paul George and Boban. There is no reason why Dorian Finney-Smith is scoring more points than you. Why is Reggie Jackson scoring more points than you? I, I, I just feel so bad for Luca and Tim Hardaway because them boys played their hearts out just to get sold. But you know what? I, 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 I don't even know how this happened, but Porzingis, I can't even say I need you to do better. I just need you to stop playing basketball. I, I don't want you anywhere near a basketball court ever again because you're not going to sell Luca like this. I mean, again, it's still Mavs in seven, but it should have been Mavs in six. Um, Jalen, what were your thoughts after game six? The Mavs blew it. Um, nah, I don't see them winning game seven. I was pretty upset because I had, like, I had draft. I, I tweeted a whole bunch of drafts up, and I was ready to let them loose when they lost the game. But, uh, I mean, it's not Luca's fault. It's not Tim Hardaway's fault. Christoph Przingis is useless, man. I I just don't like him. He he's like the he's he's the worst, man. He's he's like Sean Bradley, dude. Like he's the worst. And I'm not even I don't even dislike Kawhi Leonard. That's not even my issue, man. It's just the fact that Paul George is about to win this series and he didn't do anything, all because of Christoph Przingis. Or Chris, that's Brzingis, man. So I don't really – I was highly upset, but I was already tired from work, so I didn't really get to rent how I wanted to. But I, I don't think they're going to win game seven. 
and it sucks. Damon, what did you think? Yeah, I agree. I think at this point, the Clippers are probably going to pull the momentum from game six, even though the Mavericks really only like winning in uh, in Staples Center. Um, I also had to just catch highlights yesterday because I was um, I was out taking care of some stuff, so I was <clears throat> I wasn't able to catch the whole game. Um, but yeah, it's just sad because Luca man, that man is different, and just to see Kristaps just fold like that. Um, but the one, I guess, the bright thing, if you wanted to pull something out of the Mavericks team like Tim Hardaway has had a big jump this year from last year and he's had some, he had some good shots and he's he's been playing decent this series so they got some they got they're yeah they're, I think they're done um so hopefully they can clean that and clean this up for next year I, I feel the exact same way about Luka that I feel about Dane uh that game last night was winnable. They should have won. They had the lead multiple times throughout the game. And then Luka is out of the game, sitting on the bench. Clippers come back. When Luka gets back on the floor, they bring the game closer, and then Porzingis happens. This always – this has happened every single game. But I have hope because, I mean, the away team has won every single game in the series. And if they play in their staples, yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's bad. Um, I have hope. I believe in Luka. I believe in Tim Hardaway. As long as Porzingis doesn't get minutes, I'll be fine. But let's move to the other side of California, to, F, to the other side of L.A. And I'm not, I'm not even going to say anything first. Damon, talk, talk to me about the Suns versus Lakers series. The battle of the banana boys. Um, we love to see it, man. The Lakers, bro. I I just felt so bad for Brown. Like even though like I was I was happy to see Suns win that game. Man, that that team just folded within itself. Um, I don't think AD should have even touched the court. To be honest. Um, a groin, a groin injury does not heal in what three, whatever, however long between their games. And um, I was gonna say all it took was all literally all we saw. He was hobbling up the court. All it took was one awkward step, and he was right back down. But um, Andre Drummond took up space. Um, they had they had horrible spacing. They couldn't get stuff done. LeBron literally had to carry 12 dudes on his back. Um, and he they went on a run. They tried to bring it back. Um, but, yeah, it just got out of hand very quickly. Um, shout out D-Book dropping 40. And um, now LeBron can hop back on the banana boat back in the back of Cancun, and it'll be, uh, it'll be, it'll be all good. Cancun on three. I I got. Nah, I'm I'm about to run my mouth now. 
to the Los Angeles Lakers fan base. Thank you for inspiring Devin Booker and Cameron Payne to kill y'all the entire series. That that had to be the most fun beatdown I've ever seen on a basketball court. And you know, as I'm not a LeBron sexual like most other folks, but I am a LeBron fan. It hurt, you know, seeing seeing Bron like that. But I mean, yeah, Bron was hurt, but y'all 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 can't lie. Bron did kind of give up in games games five and six with five minutes left. He walks off the court. He he just left and didn't shake nobody's hand or anything. To me, that was soft and. Everybody is going. Everybody nags on the bad boy Pistons for when they did it, when they lost the Jordan's Bulls. We gotta, we we gotta hold Bron on that too. Statistically speaking, like looking straight at the stats, that is the worst series LeBron has ever played. In the well, not the worst series, the worst entire playoff run, and the second worst series he's ever played, only behind the 2011 Finals because. Uh, and ain't nothing gonna top that on Brian. Um, people are gonna look at it and say, "Well, oh, well, he averaged twenty three points on forty seven percent shooting. That's great for anybody else, but we're talking about LeBron James, the the greatest player in, in the world today. The the guy who like I don't believe in. The, I don't have a goat personally, but everybody else say he's the goat. If it's not Michael Jordan, and he he didn't he didn't care that much. I I can't say that LeBron cared that much throughout the entire series. Like game six, he had one quarter where he just okay, well I'm gonna just take it to the paint, and he just went and scored. But he was slow getting up and down the court. So I'm not saying LeBron is slowing down and that he's declining. But Father Tom is. We just seen Father Tom get his first cut at LeBron. The rest of the team. I don't know why they picked up Drummond. I, I don't. I don't know why. Um, he didn't do anything for them, and then didn't play. Kuzma, just, just ship him out somewhere. I don't. I don't. I don't know where you can ship him. I don't care where you ship him as long as it's not Detroit. I, I don't care. Just get him out of LA, please. LeBron needs to trade that man expeditiously. Kuzma is not good at basketball. He's no, no. Mark Gasol, a, another point. Y'all replaced JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard with Mark Gasol at this stage in his career, and y'all thought this was going to work out. Anthony Davis, when he's healthy, is one of the best players in the league, but that's when healthy. And when is AD ever healthy? They call him always disabled for a reason. And people saying, oh, well, it would have been different if AD wasn't hurt. Would it really be? Because when is AD never not hurt? And that brings us to the question, what is Anthony Davis doing during the offseason? What is he doing during the, during the, during the season? Because whatever he's doing is not working because there is no reason why he's always going down for something. And I, I just... KCP and Wesley Matthews are just pointless basketball players. I don't know why they why they exist. And you have the sixth man of the year from last year, Montrezl Harrell, on your team. 
a guy, a high energy guy who's gonna get you some buckets, who's gonna get you some rebounds, and you don't play him. Nah, they want they wanted to lose that year. They had to. But I'm so happy for Devin Booker. I'm happy for Chris Paul. Suns are going to the finals. That that's my pick. Um, but Jalen, what what did you think after this series? All right. First, I'm I'm about to I'm about to let loose. Oh boy. First, um, LeBron, I once again, I have no beef with you. I truly don't. Never have, except you know, a few years ago. I blame this one on AD. I I I don't like AD. If you ever, I don't like you. Um, I've never been a fan. I told people he's fragile. He can't stay healthy. Boom! Look what happened. Street clothes. AD. Shout out to Charles. Next, who who who's next? Drummond. Doesn't matter. He he needs to go back and date Jeanette McCurdy or something because he's not relevant anymore. Fifteen and ten doesn't work in this NBA. Um. Who, who's next? Caruso, I, you know what? Whatever. You, I don't have time for you. Um, I'm saving that one guy for last. Montrez Harrell, I don't know why he didn't play, but I don't think it would have mattered because he can't bang with Aiden down there. I, I truly don't think he could bang with Aiden. Uh, Wesley Matthews took his braids out and got worse. I don't even know why you were even out there. Dennis Schroeder. Oh, Dennis Schroeder. Ooh, almost. Ooh, goddamn, Dennis Schroeder. Campaign, God bless you. I, I hope you get paid this summer. I, I love what you did to Dennis Schroeder. I cannot stand that little little cricket. I can't. I can't stand him, man. Um, who else? Who am I missing, Jarrell? Who am I missing? Oh, 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 oh! Uh, wait, I got it. I got it. Oh, Marcus saw. You need to go back to Spain and play with your play over there, like you said you were in the first place. I don't know what you were here for. And that last guy, oh, you are Kyle Kuzma. You are the worst player in the NBA. I guarantee you I can beat you. You need to go play for the Shanghai Sharks or whatever. The, you need to leave. You're the only person out of that Lakers young group that didn't peak yet. You had the Puma commercial saying that you suck and all that. You're trash. You you really do suck. You change your hairstyle every two weeks. You, you, you're dating Winnie Harlow. Yeah, that's nice. She's not going to be there for that much longer. She's probably out there dating THT. You don't know about it. But, um, yeah, I, I don't – LeBron was tired, but that team's trash. I've said it. The team's been trash the whole season. The team was never good. KCP needs to go back on tether because he's not playing any good. He's not playing good anymore. Uh, Frank Vogel's like the Steve Nash of the West. He doesn't speak for crap. Uh, yeah, I'm fed up. I, LeBron, I'm so sorry. I, I don't. I'm truly sorry, dude. You didn't deserve that. Marquise Morris, why are you? Even, what are you even? You haven't been normal since last season in the bubble. When you threw that janky pass or whatever. Wasn't paying attention. Oh, I'm hot. Oh boy. Yeah, LeBron, it's, you're getting old. I get it. Your team sucked. Chris Paul, shout out to them boys. I said I was rooting for Phoenix the whole time. I said it. I said they were gonna win. I didn't think it'd be like this, but. Shout out to the Phoenix Suns, but I, I truly, I, I need Kyle Kuzma is a threat to society. Anthony Davis needs to grow up, cut that dang unibrow off. Freaking thirty years old, dude. Oh, I hate the Lakers, man. Not LeBron, but I, I hate, I hate those people, man. Jared Dudley looks like a looks like Franklin. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I don't want to talk about it anymore because I'm gonna keep going. I am just fed up. <laughs> Yo. 
it just blows my mind that they got rid of Danny Green and everybody thought, okay, well, things are gonna be things are gonna be perfect. They they got rid of that that bogus ass Danny Green. I'm not even gonna talk about Danny Green. I'm not even gonna go on my Danny Green rant. But they get rid of Danny Green. Danny Green is going on to the second round of the playoffs. And the Lakers just got sent packing to Cancun by Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Black Eye Campaign, bro. Oh, man, that's t- like to, to the Lakers fans to listen to this podcast. I hope y'all have, I hope y'all are t- not taking this well, man. Like, one of my boys that listens to this podcast, man, he said he was sad and he felt so down. I was captain and I do like the Joker, bro. I'm so happy. Just, I just hate the entire, entire state of California, bro. Well, outside of Golden State, but look, it's okay. It's it's gonna be okay. All right, you guys still have the best player in the world on your team. You'll you'll be fine. You just a mediocre franchise again, and it's okay. It's okay. But speaking of mediocre franchises, with an MVP caliber player, let's move over to the Portland Trailblazers. And I want to ask y'all, what do y'all think Dame should do? Leave, uh, Jalen. You can leave. Yes, I'm 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 leave. I'm, I'm sick. I'm tired. CJ McCollum. I already entrusted him in the first place when he was talking to those you know hee-haws out there in the country or whatever. But he needs to leave. Dame needs to be traded. Free him. I don't care if he goes to Boston, L.A., whatever. Get him out of there. Yusuf Nurkic or whatever, he doesn't want to be there anymore, it seems like. Melo's going to die there. Um, get him out of there. I don't – he either – one, he has to be doing drugs out there, have like even like a weed farmer. What are you in Portland for? It is no – it is no explanation for you to want to stay and play in Portland, Oregon. You aren't even signed to Nike, so it doesn't help you to be out there. Why are you in Portland? What is out there in Portland? Please tell me. If you can tell me a valid reason, one of you two, that why he, what's good in Portland, I will never talk about it again. Bro, the only thing that's important that has nothing to do with Dane. Like, he, he signed with Adidas, bro. Like, yes, the headquarters of the he was with Nike. If he was with Nike, then okay, yeah, I can understand. But he signed with Adidas. I don't get it. Dame Lillard is slowly going down that path of superstars. Who could have easily left? And I, I get it. He wants to be loyal, and I respect it. But just leave. It's okay. We we know you're struggling. We 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 watch you play. You don't need that team. They need you. So just leave, Damien. Just leave. I just just leave, man. I don't I, I don't like seeing you like this. I you you don't just leave, man. Come come to Detroit. No, I don't actually. No, I don't want you here. Go to Boston. Go to Boston. Go anywhere. Just don't. Just don't come here. Man, look. I don't understand, Dame. Man, look. If you're listening to the podcast, man, we we love you and all, but like, dude, you have to get out of it. Again, Jalen just said, bro. There's literally nothing in Oregon for you to even want to stay. What is there, bro? Like, I get you and CJ are cool, but yo, your boy is not good at basketball. Okay, your boy is a sellout. He, if Dame don't leave, y'all, they need to trade CJ. And I don't know what you do. Honestly, 
Here's what y'all Portland, here's what you need to do. Y'all need to send Dame to Dallas with Luca. And y'all could take Porzingis. And I, I, I don't know who who take Porzingis with you. Take Willie Cauley Stein. Take Josh Richardson. Y'all can take Dwight Powell for Dame. And let Dame and Luca play together so they can actually win something. Dame is one of them dudes who should have a ring by now, but doesn't because of his loyalty. And it makes it makes him kind of look stupid. Because obviously, yeah, like not every player's main goal is to win a ring, but like this man Damian Lillard dropped 55 points in game five. Had 12 or was it was it 12 threes? So I think I think it was 12 threes, NBA record. Borderline a triple double. And they lost the game in double overtime by seven. I I don't know what it's going to take for Dame to wake up and realize that he needs to leave, but you got to go. You 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 got to go somewhere. Like I I know that Terry Stotts just got fired, and I know Dame is supposed to have some say in the coach, but the coach is not the problem. The problem is where you're at. You need to leave Portland right now. Like it would be nice to have you in Detroit, but come on, that's not that's obviously not gonna happen, and it's not gonna work because we'd have to give up so much just for Dame. Like Dame is worth more than the team itself. Like that's that's not gonna happen. I want I want him to be happy. I want him to get a ring. I want him to be away from his bogus teammates. I want him to look break him and his best friend up now. Do it. CJ is not good. He's not. He is not good at all. Dame needs to leave and get a second star so he can throw He can flourish. But Damon, what what do you think Dame should do? Um, so if they don't make any considerable moves this offseason, he need to go. Um, as of like this morning and yesterday, I've been hearing rumors of a potential trade which would be a CJ in Nurkic for Cat. Hell, hell. Um, I don't know how much that, I mean, that would be a obvious upgrade. Um, they would just have to find, and I mean, it would be easy to add a, another guard with him, but I, and I'm like, with that, I'm like, is that a team that's still gonna get bounced by another West team? And I think, yes, it's still the answer. So I'm like, I think he should just go somewhere else. I don't know where. I can't think off the top of my head where, like, his play style would fit off off rip. But um, he, need, yeah, he needs to go. I, I can't even – I don't know three cities outside of Portland in Oregon. So like I don't understand. I don't know what's there that would be like. Oh yeah, I'm gonna stay in Oregon. <laughs> oh, Anthony's house is not the not the answer though. I I like Cat and all. Don't get me wrong, I do. But Cat ain't the answer. The answer is Damian Lillard has to leave, dog. Like Portland is the problem. That that's that's the fact of the matter. The, the problem is Portland. Like, 
okay, yeah, CJ and Nurkis might be gone, but he still got Robert Cuffington. They wasted the resurgence of Carmelo Anthony. It's time to go. It, 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 like, I, 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 I want them to trade CJ and get, get a second star, but I just don't have faith in the Portland Trailblazers for them to still do something relevant. Like, how many times is Dame going to get bounced from the first and the second rounds of the playoffs for him to just wake up and realize this is not where you want to be at? Like, his loyalty is going to be his downfall soon. And I'm not talking about play-wise, but I'm saying his legacy, he's going to be one of the players, like, obviously great, but don't have no ring. Like, Barkley and that that other guy from Utah that we I'm not going to talk about. But the, the fact of the matter is, Damien, just leave, please. Just just go somewhere and be happy. Well, that's that's all I want for you. And now moving to our final NBA topic. The Boston Celtics and Danny Ainge have officially parted ways. And Brad Stevens has taken Danny Ainge's spot as president of basketball operations. I don't know if Brad Stevens was the guy to put in that spot, but it's better than Danny Ainge, okay? Danny Ainge is the most overrated executive in basketball history. Like, this man turned Isaiah Thomas, who was an MVP candidate at five foot nine, averaging 30 a game in the conference finals. And the only reason they that final that that Boston team was actually they could have made it to the finals had they not had to go up against LeBron. Let's be honest. That that was a finals team. And that was before Jason Tatum even got drafted. They turned this man into cardio Kimba Walker. Like I know that the, the trade for Kyrie happened, but Kyrie ain't in Boston. So it, it don't matter. He turned Isaiah Thomas and that team into Cardio Kimba and Tristan Thompson. Now Tatum, that's a superstar. Jalen Brown, that's another, that's another superstar on the rise. But Cardio Kimba, it's time to pack it up. There's no reason why Kimba Walker is getting outplayed by Terry Rozier. He's supposed to be that superstar point guard. No, I'm I'm happy for Boston. It it, it was time for Danny Ainge to go. Um, their coaching replacement. I I really don't know who they could go with. Uh, I heard they're supposed to be going for a black coach, and if that's the case, give Mark Jackson the keys. Um, that I I've heard people say. He gonna die in Boston. He better not go to no Boston. Man, look, you know how you are in Boston. Look. He better not. And he better so, not. <laughs> Boston. I mean, we know Boston is racist. Everybody knows Boston is racist. I know, but I want them to be happy playing for a coach that makes them happy. And I think Mark Jackson is the guy. Either them, because I refuse to let Chauncey Billups go to Boston. The that that's. That's more Detroit bias. Plus, you know, Boston was a rivalry back in the day. I, I refuse. If Chauncey Billups actually goes to Boston, he can't come back to the city. Like we, I will give, I will give Chauncey 
who is one of my favorite NBA players of all time, the Blake Griffin treatment. I do not want to do that. So, Chauncey, please do not go to Boston. It's for your own good. To the Celtics, I think Mark Jackson is the guy. But, uh, Damon, what do you think about Danny Ainge's career as a Boston executive, and what should they do about their head coach situation? Um, so at first I was like, oh, you know, you know, no big deal. Danny Ainge is gone. But then it's like, you kind of look back and he, he's made some big deal, like outside of like the Isaiah Thomas thing that have literally like shaped the Celtics into what they are right now. Starting off with that, um, I immediately think of the Paul, the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Terry trade to uh, the Nets for all those picks, which ended up turning into, I believe, Jalen Brown, um, Sexton, who they then traded and got Kyrie. Um, and then they also got, I know a little bit down the line, they got they got Tatum. So he they they he's put them in a pretty good position. So I don't think it'll be hard for Brad Stevens to uh fit into the position because I mean he's had success with them. He's they've gone to the conference finals, I think four out of the last five years. So obviously they haven't been able to finish, but they've been getting there. So um I don't I'm trying to think who would be a good coach for them right now. Um, I really don't know. I don't have an answer for that, really. Jalen, what do you think about Danny Ainge? I can't even – I can't knock Danny Ainge because, like, minus to what – how they haven't won a championship, you know, since 08. Like, you know, Damon said, he's gotten them, he's gotten them the pieces to do it, you know. So it's not, I'm not really mad at him. Brad Stevens, I don't, I'm not mad at him either. It's just like that team is just, they just don't have the pieces. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this about Kimba Walker. Cardiac Kimba hasn't been Cardiac Kimba in like five years. So, or six, dang near six years. Like, it's not, he's not the same player. So, and you were saying, like, you know, Terry Rozier, like, playing better than him because Terry Rozier has a chip on his shoulder still. Kemba doesn't really have one. And if he does, it's not as hard as Terry's because, you know, Terry's a hooper. You know, Kemba's a basketball player. You know, if that makes sense. So it's just I'm not – I don't really know who should go over there. Either way, they need to get one more piece, and I don't think it's Kemba. I want Damon. I really want Damon to go to Boston. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, it's just I don't know if Tatum and Brown are gonna like if they can do that. You know, Jordan Pippen thing. You know, get some good pieces around him and get to win it. That's great. But you know, I don't have you no know, issue with Danny Ainge because a lot of his trades got them all those draft picks and all those young players. And my favorite Danny Ainge team, besides the Ray Allen and Paul Pierce teams was that team when Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward were hurt. It was Tatum's rookie year. That was my favorite team they had when they almost went to the finals that year. Yeah. That was probably one of my favorite They were hooping that That year. was probably yeah. one of my favorite teams ever. And not, not because, you know, if Kyrie and Gordon Hayward were playing, I don't even think they make it that far. 
I feel like those young dudes on that team had that chip and that connection. And, you know, minus, you know, they played bronze. So, I mean, they lost. But, yeah, you get the point. It's just that team right there was just so fun to watch. And it was just – it that was like the last – that was the last fun time I had watching them play because then Kyrie Irving came back and he didn't really want to be there for real. Gordon Hayward can't stay healthy now too. So, yeah, after that 27 – that was 2018, I believe. And yeah, after that season, you know, just kind of got a little – a little dead in Boston. So, yeah, I don't have no issue with Danny Ainge. It's just they got to get somebody. Kimba – Kimba's trash. He's just not cardiac. Kimba doesn't exist anymore. Like it's not. I'm nobody's scared to guard Kimba Walker anymore. So, yeah, I don't really have an issue with any age for real. Yeah, like because I mean that that championship team, of course, that that was great and all, but like my issues with Danny Ainge started with the IT trade because IT was my favorite player in the league at the time, and he does all of this. He bring like puts them on his back to go to the conference finals against LeBron even after losing his sister and fighting injuries. And what what the game? Didn't it go to like five or six? And uh, and yeah. Ainge just trades him for Kyrie. Like that 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 was really the downfall now it was, but would you would you make that trade it, though? It honestly, because not knowing not knowing how Kyrie would have acted, because when Kyrie said he wanted to get traded, he was full blown one hundred percent in Boston. He didn't. He wasn't like he was now. So it, it, it's a little. It was disrespectful for sure because it went to hell to get them up there. But at the same time, like. It's Kyrie Irving, dude. Right. Like, it's like it's who had who who if you had to bet on who had a better chance to win MVP or be like one of the best players in the league the next year, are you gonna take IT or are you gonna take Kyrie? Because I don't know how they yeah. would like I'm like how I would have done like I don't know how they would have made this work. Was maybe they kept IT and then still got Kyrie somehow. Cause I mean, look at Brook. Cause look at Brooklyn. Oh like, heck no! They turned Kyrie into an official two guard, and it's been working for them. I I, I think no, that's because I mean they got James Harden. That's why that's a big difference. Cause I mean, it was ball dominant, but he like, he was an underrated passer. I think they probably could have made it work if Kyrie was if I'm. That's so what I'm gonna, Like I don't know. It won't work to me because. IT, that was his team. Kyrie Irving has no reason to take a backseat to Isaiah Thomas. No disrespect, but exactly. It is no reason. It is no reason. Like Isaiah Thomas had a good run in Boston, but I'm Kyrie Irving. Like, I'm not like on some respectful. I'm Kyrie Irving. So why would I take a backseat to you and let you, you know, do that stuff? Now the James Harden thing, that's a completely different story. MVP. He's made runs as James Harden. He's legit a point guard now, so Kyrie can play off the ball. But Isaiah Thomas, is no way in hell in this flat earth, as he will say, that he's going to take a backseat to Isaiah Thomas because Isaiah Thomas was good, but it's Kyrie Irving. And I hate using that, like, higher status with people because so I don't like yeah, doing that. But you get what I'm saying, though? It's like, yeah. like, it's Kyrie. So 
he wouldn't he don't owe him like it's Isaiah Thomas was like top 30 at the time. Kyrie Irving was like top 15. Top three playing guards. Uh I don't know about top 30. Like he maybe, wasn't gonna take him. I think he I think he was 20 for sure. Cause like you can't be you can't be in the top 30, like between like 20 and 30, averaging 30 a game and third in the MVP race at five nine. That that's that's not 20 to 30 for me. Okay, I'll give it, I'll give it, I'll give you top 20, but he was a good 15. He was a good 10 spots from Kyrie. For I, sure. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I just and I like I like IT, man. I, I truly do, but I mean, if you were a GM, I, I I'm making that trade. I I, I would have felt bad later, but hey, whatever. It's basketball. Like at the end of the day, it's a business. That is true. Unfortunately. Yeah. I just say Ben Wallace left us to go play for the Bulls. And the Bulls are trash. But they paid him good. Like, you know, it'd be happening like that. I, I, I'll give y'all that for that one. But with that being said, that is going to do it for our NBA portion of the podcast. And before we move on to the wrestling segment, now it's time for Worst Takes, the segment in the show where we react to your hot takes on basketball and wrestling live. I have a few. Uh, okay, so this is a wrestling take uh, from one of my boys from church. And he said, the ruthless aggression and attitude errors were the best times. I, I wouldn't even say that's really a hot take. But in regards to the attitude error, I'm going to just say that it wasn't as good as most people thought it was. Like it was great, don't get me wrong, but I feel like I feel like this was aggression was better because I'm like when you talking about like characters and wrestling wise, like that that was peak WWE. Like the ruthless like attitude era, that was more like the characters and the storylines they were top tier. But ruthless aggression was like everything combined was perfect. I heard I heard Jalen say something. So I, what what, did you, what do you have to say? Man, I'm a I'm a nice mm-hmm. baby. So I didn't get to see the whole attitude era thing. I didn't get this I forgot y'all the two thousands, whatever. Same I'll say I'm nineties, so I didn't <laughs> oh. oh yeah, see? Gang right there. But no, you can we all talk about it though. We don't even gotta like take turns for real. Um I, I feel like the attitude era, we I missed out because every attitude era holla that I see, I wish I was there. Like, Rufus Aggression era, we all seen that. It was great, but I didn't get to see, you know, I didn't get it from, like, 90, like, 8 to, like, 2000, like, 4 or 5-ish. Yeah. We missed out on a lot. Oh, yeah. Look, like, the, the crowds were way better during the Attitude era. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Literally, most definitely. I, I was going to say, though, they had, like, some of the best, like, pops, like, when stuff, like, happened, like, those crowds would erupt in... Like, yeah, like really, and I think it's like we really like. I also really like the ruthless aggression era, but like, like he said, like we grew up on that. Like that's what we saw, so we probably have like a bias towards it. But it's like you look back and you see like that's when like legends were made, honestly. And we we really, I think we really missed out. (laughs) Yeah, like we did. Watch, watch who Jay came out then. Like, 
when Y2J did his thing in 2000, that, that millennium saved us, and then when Stone Cold that came to Ooh. save the WWF from whatever, like, it was just, the reactions were just, it was the pops were way. We had some pops in our time. Oh, yeah. Boy, twisted it, now. The attitude we, is we, <laughs> different. Like, we got Austin in a prom. Nah, like, we had to be there. Because yeah. it was not as censored. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't censored. Ruthless aggression wasn't either, but the attitude yeah. it was full blown. Whatever goes happen, like it was legit personal beasts in that. Yeah, cause like, and 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 like the the ruthless aggression or not ruthless, yeah, ruthless aggression. Like the tag team division was decent, but the attitude era is definitely, I think, one of the best eras of tag team divisions out of all the eras. I, I there was like so many good teams. Whether they were like just like randomly put together or like they were just oh my god, like we had like all the TLCs, all the 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 with like the Hardy Boys exactly. and Edge and Chris. Don't forget the Dullies oh now, you know, you know, I let it, yeah, you know don't, I don't, don't do that, do bro, bro, <laughs> bro do man. You know, I couldn't, you know, forget I let the Dullies now, you know, that them my boys right there, oh boy. Yeah, I don't, that was yeah, that, bro, one, like, that was a yeah. good take. That was a regular take. Yeah, that wasn't even a bad yeah. take for real. But he said, yeah. "Uh, let me see another wrestling take. Um, wrestling from the late '80s to mid '90s is boring. Accurate. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, bro. I, like, if you were a Hulk Hogan fan, I don't know what to no. I'm sorry, Hulk Hogan was never a good wrestler." Well, don't don't. What was it called? The gold, the golden era, something I think? like that, or something like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. That whole, I I I honestly hate. I don't I watch really anything before like '95. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, because you know, it's it's not even about like the style of wrestling. Like, of course, it was different back in the day. Like, I mean, like most most wrestling fans would call it the flippity dippity, but it's not even about that, bro. Like, dudes just couldn't wrestle. Again, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was the literal face of wrestling, and he's one of the worst wrestlers of all time. And you're trying to tell me that this era of wrestling was good just because of Hulkamania? Stop. Randy's that should Randy Savage should have been that guy. And he wasn't because he wasn't built like Hulk Hogan. But <sighs> and even and I think another thing was like also like the finishers in that era was like it was just like so elbow bad. drops, man. Elbow hey, drops. Because if we gonna go dropping, there, somebody's laying on the ground, and I just go, drop what you, on you better. What you gonna say something about like, the rock? Hey, bro. If we gonna go there, can we? You, you, we, we are not gonna just skip over the fact that the people's elbow. Actually, well, he, had, he had the rock bottom. Though. He had like two. Yeah, I'll say the I rock, mean, the rock bottom, bottom is, is top tier, but he won titles with the people's elbow. Think about that. But do you but do you do you know where that came from? The people's elbow? I think didn't he like didn't he slip into it one time or something? No, nah, so it was so it was uh it was a house show and he was trying to get Undertaker to break character. Uh-huh. And oh, he like he like messed around and did it and it actually like made him break and it just stuck and it like kind of got the crowd to like go over and he just okay. kept doing it. Because, I, I mean, I respected it, you know. I didn't know the meaning. Like, I respected it. I mean, The Rock, 
I mean, yes, the, the the people's elbow was stupid, but I mean, the Rock is still doing it wrong at the same time. Like, he got it over, and crowds used to go wild for it, so I always respected it. But it was still stupid. It was better than uh, the the one that was it Hulk Hogan who was it? I think whoever did it, he'll bounce off one rope and then go super slow. Uh oh, to do like at least yeah, the yeah. Rock you know, ran knows. full speed and you know it, <laughs> it was yeah. something. But yeah, that that, so, bro, that one where he accidentally slipped, like bro, that's one was I I that move, I'd probably I I'd fall. Real yeah. I was gonna say, I he like just makes it look so clean, even though it's like the weirdest movement. Exactly. Yeah, but, but yeah, good, bro, good I'm take. Sorry, like, Trash. If if, yeah, if, that was, if you that were was a good. fan of eighties wrestling, bro, I'm, I I don't get it. I mean, like you know, they had Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and them all them boys earlier, but uh, Hulk that Hulk. was in the late nineties though. So I hope he was talking about like the. Yeah, I was gonna oh, say yeah. that was like the yeah, trailer, like ninety five and oh up. yeah, that was like before the like before the attitude era. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that's that's a good take. I like that one. Uh, Damien, you got any basketball takes? Yeah. So this one, uh, one of my friends from uh, from my school program, he says, uh, Giannis will have a bigger impact on the world of basketball than Shaq okay. ever did. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. That's enough. Oh, that's enough. That's enough. Send me his social media. <laughs> I don't know if it's cocaine. I don't. I don't know. If, what, what drug is he? Crack. Oh my god. Jan is having a bigger impact than Shaq. Okay. You know what? I'm not even gonna. Come no. Back. I'm just gonna say it's wrong. I'm just gonna say it's wrong. Look, <laughs> all, all respect to your man's, but that might be the worst take I've ever heard, bro. Giannis over Shaq. Oh, why would you say that, bro? Oh, oh, okay. All right, let's let's let you know what. Let's. Break it's this like down. even though they both like, even though they can't both shoot, like literally, peak Shaq is literally one of the most athletic big men of all time. Who, <laughs> who in their right mind is actually going to guard prime Shaq? Nobody. Ben Wallace. Giannis is getting Gian- oh okay. Well yeah, that's, that's, that's an exception. That's an exception. That's an exception. That's different. Giannis is getting cramped up in the playoffs, bro. Like, listen, dude, dude. What happened to Giannis in 2019 with Kawhi Leonard would never happen to Shaq. Uh oh. Uh oh. Never. It did though. Ben Wallace had him on clamps the entire series. And when they played in 2006, he had him on clamps again, and they kept calling fouls. Listen. Yeah. When when I'm saying that, Ben Wallace is the exception because Ben Wallace is at the very, very, very top in regards to defenders. Kawhi is up there too, but I I have Ben Wallace as the greatest defender of all time. You don't win, you don't win four defensive players of the year. You don't have listen. If they listen, listen. Oh no! 6'9", as a 6'9 center, oh. and what he was able to do is, bro, you can't you can't say that it's not at least in in discussion. My bias, my bias you, is Ben, and it's gonna always it's gonna always be him. Same bro. with that old fourteen. I'm they're gonna be anybody I pick, but you just can't. The Kimbe got four two. That's what I'm saying. Like I got him up there, but it's 
you can't say it's not a debate. Like, this isn't even piss this bias, bro. Like, he was a 6'9 center. He clamped up the greatest center, one of the greatest centers of all time, one four defensive players of the year. He let the in blocks. Oh, he could have won six in a row, but they wanted to give it to Ron Artest and Andre Karolinko. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's that's um that take is um no the the answer is no that that's the hottest take we've gotten so far. Uh, Jalen, you got some? Yeah, I got one. I got a wrestling one. Oh, let me go to my notes. Give me a second. This is a hot one. Oh, okay, I got one. John Cena would never reach the Rock's prime in WWE. Um, wait, my say friend that told my friend is a my friend is a not my friend not my friend Tony not Tony because I know he loves the Rock too. One of my guys from my job said that the John Cena will never reach the Rock's prime in WWE. Now that being said, let's just before you guys get into it, the Rock was here for eight years. John Cena was here for nineteen years. John Cena has done way more. The Rock left to be in movies. Can't knock it, but go for it. Um, look, I, I am the biggest fans of Dwayne and John Jonathan. Um, I, I, I don't know, man, because look, like, John Cena been here way longer, did way more. I mean, he did. Like, I, I, the Rock didn't really bury anybody. John Cena buried the entire Nexus on his own. But like, dude, I don't know, man. I, I can't. I can't. I, I don't know. Damon, you, you can take that one, bro. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, mm. I, I'm really stuck because they're both like. They're both really encapsulating, like on the mic. Like it's obviously two different in two different ways. It's two completely different eras. So, oh man, I don't know because I was like, they're literally like the two faces of wrestling. Like if you ask anybody, even if they don't watch wrestling, they either depend. I was gonna say if they're younger, they're gonna say Johnson. If they're older, they're gonna say The Rock. And it's just ah man, bro, that is hard, bro. I really don't know. Yeah, I I can't I can't uh. That's that's tough. I think I man see like I I'm you know John Cena is my number one guy. I don't for everything, but I don't I don't want to say The Rock didn't stay that long, man. And it's just like, I think my grandma said John Cena. All right. Uh, I don't, because hmm, when The Rock was here, his he was really up there, man. Like, The Rock was, uh, I don't know. That's a hot, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Because I don't, I don't want to, I'm trying to take my bias out of it because, of course, I'll say John Cena, but what's the highest, what's John Cena's peak? When did he peak? Uh, I say like oh five, oh six. Like, That's when like yeah. he peaked for me. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, okay. I agree. And the Rock peak, like, when the Rock peak, like two thousand one. Nah, I say like ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay. Two thousand. Okay. All right. All right. I I got a I got a basketball take, and this really isn't even a hot take. This is just an actual fact. But uh, I told Imani we was gonna talk about this when when she when she sent it in to me. She said CJ McCollum needs to do better. CJ McCollum needs to retire. Okay, that 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 is a certified bum. That is a that that is a bona fide scrub. Okay. Um, no, CJ McCollum just I don't even think CJ can do better. Like he's been selling Damian Lillard all these years. Like Damian has been carrying this entire franchise since he was a rookie, and his best friend on the team. This is like this is like Lowry and DeRozan real talk. Like, like <laughs> hey. it ain't the same, but it ain't the same, but it's the same. Like, yeah, because it's like granted, granted, uh, CJ's a good regular season player. Um, no, I mean not that that matters once it comes to playoff time. But oh, so like Paulette, he he had a good got you, got you because <laughs> he had a good season. I mean, he was hurt a lot of this season. But I was gonna say last two seasons, I think he's been a good regular season. But when one time came around, then you know we know. Yeah, CJ just has to. He he just has to go away. Oh, I got a I got a, I got a hot take too, but it's a personal. One. But no, I CJ McCollum. Hey, you do you guys like you guys date right? You know, black or what's the preference? If I ask, what's the preference uh-huh. for girls like black or white? Are we black all the way? <laughs> all right, then. that's his issue. <laughs> He's married to that Rebecca over there. He can't hey. anymore. But hey, but what about Devin Booker though? Like, I'm I'm pro black, but like Devin Booker, he's I mean, he's mixed. He, he would a Jenner. <laughs> he's mixed, and he's a, it's a Jenner. Okay, it's better than the Rebecca. Well, I don't know about how you that. That's yeah. a little, that's debatable. But no, let D. He's from Michigan. Let D. Book slide. Yeah, we don't know I, CJ. I, I, we don't. We don't know CJ McCollum. The heck? Oh, skip him. Yeah. Hold up, what's your what's your take? All right, Damien, you ready for this one? This is this is for um. This is this is a good one. Hold on, hold on. My mom texted me. I don't know. All right. Now, hot take. And this is one, this is the hot take that I am strongly behind. And I'm gonna say it on air too. Chris Benoit. This is it's not what I normally say, all right? It's not what I normally say. Oh man. Chris <laughs> Benoit. No, no, listen, listen. Chris Benoit was one of the best wrestlers they ever had in the business. Yes. Okay. We're not, we're not talking true. about his that is true. Easy. Unfortunately, outside is true. Absolutely, one of the best technical wrestlers we've literally seen of all time, and it, and I think it really shows because he was able to be in WWE. He, he was successful in WWE. He was successful in WCW. WCW. He managed to be successful in ECW, which is a whole different um, way of. He's just been so successful across so many different ways that he really was just one of the best wrestlers of all time. 
Because, like, I, I wouldn't lie to see those matches in WCW against Eddie would do. Those were bangers. And then when he finally did come to WWE, I, I hate to say, like, yeah, like we, I just want y'all to, I just want the audience to know that we, we are not behind Chris Benoit in any way, shape, or form. What he did is unforgivable. But before all of this happened, do y'all realize Chris Benoit was like one of the most over wrestlers of all time? I know why he like, was over. You, that you pop know why? he got at WrestleMania. You know why he was over? He had the best theme song yeah, ever. He had, he had it all. That's though. why he, he was did. over. That is. Man, like I, I, okay, I, I, I agree, I agree. Man, oh boy, I mean that's okay. Song like, man. Yeah. Oh, all right. I got a WNBA take. Asia Wilson needs more touches. What you? What you mean? She, 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 she always gets touches. Ain't she the best player on the team? Listen, not really. Bro, bro, yesterday yeah, like, or the, the day before, she literally dropped 30, yeah. 30 or 13. Yeah, man. <laughs> I just, I somewhat agree with it just because, like, wait, let me go to, what's their record right now? They are, I mean, they six and three. Seven and three yeah, or six, six and three? three? Uh, I mean, I don't know about necessarily more touches. I, I think that for what she's been able to do, what she's been great thus far. Um, let me go check the stats and just to see, like, okay, so. I think that in- as far as, like, the MVP race, I, I can see it because she was she she was my number two pick for MVP, if not Breonna Stewart. And right now, Tina Charles is averaging 26 a game, Breonna Stewart 23. Then we got Benajelani averaging 22. Um, Arika, I don't want to botch her last name, so I'm not even going to say it. But from Dallas, she's averaging 22. And John Cole Jones is averaging 20. And I think that Asia Wilson is averaging like 18 or 19. So in that regard, I could I could understand it. But I think she's I think she's playing outstanding basketball for one of the best teams in the league. So I'm going to have to disagree with that one. Yeah, I think what the issue is, I I don't think it's necessarily that she's not getting the touches. I think the issue – so they're a very much interior team. Um, they're a bully ball. They're a big team. They're going to get inside. I don't know. They played the – the game they played the other day, they, they ran them out the gym, but they had – they I think they only shot three, three or four three-pointers, and they, went, they had like 23 free throws. They don't shoot from the perimeter. I think they need somebody. I think they need maybe one or two people that can really like consistently bang from outside. Um, Cause the game that they lost the previous game, they shot over five. They, they literally took five shots and they missed all of them. Um, so I think having a perimeter shooter is going to open up more opportunities for her to get the ball because they're going to respect somebody that can stand on the perimeter and consistently make it because they know all these teams are knowing that they're when you play Las Vegas, they're going to attack. They're going to attack. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Damien, you got any more takes? Yeah. Um, 
I got uh, I got one I got one basketball one and one wrestling one. So the wrestling one is it's like a, it's like a half. So Murphy is extremely underrated, and Darby Allen is one of the best in the world right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. I agree with the first half. Most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. He shouldn't have got really. Speaking of really, we're going to talk about those later, dog. But Darby Allen is one of the best in the. I, mm, no. Nah. I, I like Darby. Don't get me wrong. But one of the best in the world. I, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, you know, him being with Sting has been great for his career. And that that's cool. But like. Uh, the TNT Championship reign happened. So, uh, nah, I, I agree with one half, but not the other. Yeah, I was going to say, I agree with the Murphy one as well. Um, Dar- I don't know, Darby Allen's style just doesn't really fit, like, what I like. So, I don't, I it's, like, hard for me to really, like, have a full-on opinion about it. Um, he's a good worker, great worker. Um, put on some pretty good matches, but nothing that I'm like, oh, Darby Allen is like a must-see. Yeah. And then the last basketball one is Kevin Durant can't win without at least three all-stars on his team. Cap. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's that's a no. Cap. Um, Kevin Durant is the second best player in the world. Um he he should have won with Russ. I, I will say that. Him and Russ should have won won a title together, bro. Just them two together, they they were good enough to win a title, dog. On on his own, I I can't say that any player in the league right now has the ability to win a title just by themselves. I can't say that. However, Kevin Durant is legitimately one of the greatest basketball players of all time. A second star, they, they win a title, most definitely. Yeah, he, yeah, one. he just needs one, bro. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I was going to say, I think he needs one other person. I think at this point yeah. in his career, I think he could easily win with one like, more person. Yeah. All he really needs is a playmaker and he's smooth. The Russell and him thing just didn't work. And it could have, like, I'm just we we've seen them win, you know. Um, so yeah, I think he could do it. The 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 second best player in the league that's Cap Jarrell, but I'll let you have that one. So who better who better than KD? Steph. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I'll all right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that because I I had him right under KD. People got LeBron as number one right now. I don't even got him right there. In the league right now, I don't. Who's your first? Steph. <laughs> Steph Curry. Is uh, Steph Curry has uh, Le- It's no way LeBron can be number one right now in the league. It is no way. It is no way. Um, he he didn't he tough. didn't have better season than Embiid or Yogi's did he? That is tough. Dame, like right now, LeBron is not number one. That's tough. I'm not putting him over Steph. I'm not. I mean, you know, with I was gonna say, especially after I am the season not putting, he just Steph had. Curry is the best basketball Maybe. player right now in the NBA. 
Now you can you can count playoffs after this thing's over when we figure that out. But like from game one to seventy two, Steph Curry. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Definitely. What are you? I'm talking about right now. He still was better than LeBron. Mm. LeBron didn't do crap in the playoffs. That is facts. Like, because it's not even LeBron bias. Because I don't have LeBron bias in any situation. Like, I gotta actually think. You know what? I will give I will give my answer for that take next week. Y'all just gotta remind me. But uh Jalen, you got one more? Yeah, I got one. Bernard Hart is forgotten by WWE because of what happened with the school job. Uh, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause I mean, at first when you said it, I was thinking I'm like, okay, well he didn't he couldn't really be forgotten. Like he came back. It wasn't back. good when he came back, though, man, because that low-key yeah. was tension when he came back. Yeah. Because I'm like, bro, like, dude had a match with Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. That said everything you need to know, bro. Like, this was 2010. This was not, like, the 90s where, I mean, it wouldn't have been a good match regardless, but, like, no. Nah. And then this man beat the Miz for the U.S. title, dog. I just remembered that. Nah, nah. Um, and then like, okay, yeah, I, I see it because I mean, he he's really been forgotten by just wrestling fans in general, dog. Because I remember, I don't remember which AEW show it was. Like when they first announced the uh, the AEW championship belt, and Brett was the the guy who revealed it, and it was like he got a pop and all, but it was just kind of like, okay, well. Nobody cares. It, it was just Bret Hart for one night. So I, I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I give him that. I feel like after that, it was just all bad. And then Bret, did he go like to WCW or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't good yeah. once he went there. It was, yeah. Yeah, so I, I go as far as to say he's forgotten about wrestling, not just WWE, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, facts. With that, that will bring us to the end of this segment. And now moving on to the wrestling. AEW Double or Nothing just happened last Sunday. And that was the second best wrestling show of the year, honestly. Um, only second to WrestleMania night one, because I mean, black women in the main event will never come second. I'm, I'm just gonna put that out there now. Um, I had a few issues. Um, the first one is um, Moxley and Kingston versus the Dumb Fucks, and uh, Jesus. Nope, I'm sorry. You, I, I hate that team with passion, man. Wait, I'm what's your names? The Young Bucks. I see. I thought. No, you, I'm talking about the Young Bucks. I thought no. you said. I thought you said dumb bleep. I. Oh no, I did. Oh, I did. That's what I caught. No, oh, that's you what did. I yes, bro. I hate, bro. I hate them so, bro. Like, okay, it was a good match and all, but like, I just don't like the Young Bucks. I just don't. They they just shouldn't have the titles. Um, no. Moxley and Kingston should have, they should be champions. I guess since, you know, Moxley about to have a baby and all, that's probably how they wrote them off TV, I guess. But, nah, man. 
He could have been. He could have been a champion on, hi- on hiatus. You know, Rio was the cha- was a women's champion. She never wrestled, so they they could have figured it out. They could have figured it out. Um, the next match I want to talk about: Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. I just think the elite needs to go away. They they just they just take up space. There is no reason whatsoever why Cody Rhodes won this match. He had no business winning. And then he came out in this weird little Uncle Sam getup in racist Florida, where it was Amer it was an America versus Britain feud again. Jesus. And I thought we were done. I thought we were done with this country versus country stuff. So obviously, yeah. you know, they had a, Anthony Ogogo as the heel because he's from Britain. And like I don't I don't get that. You know, I mean I get why he's a heel, but then like Oh well, he's from Britain, so boom and American hero. Yeah, no, no, stop. It's 2021. It's time to stop doing that. It's supposed to build up this dude. Anthony Gogo's really good. Like, I mean, he's not. I'm not gonna say he's great, but he's good. And he just loses. No, because I remember Damon said, "Oh well, Cody Rhodes be putting people over." Does he? Now let me let me let me read let me give a better understanding to that to that statement right there. So when I so saying that he put people over, not okay. So now that I'm I probably shouldn't have said it like that. So putting people over obviously is letting them win. I was more so saying he was get when he was he was giving more opportunities to people who weren't necessarily like the front people. When you think of oh, like these are about to be the AEW stars, having matches with them and making them good matches, but the one with Anthony Agogo, like I was just, and I have another take about Cody when it comes around. Oh Jesus! Next match I want to talk about. Okay, because I'm I'm not gonna talk about every single match, but I guess I'll go through the ones I skipped. Serena Deeb and Riho on the pre-show was great. Um, Serena Deeb. She got wasted in WWE. Um, I don't get why they shaved her head and then made her and CM Punk's little thing. Um, she is a great wrestler. Um, Riho, I mean, she's good, but she's open. well. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really like Rio, but Serena D won. Uh, Hangman Page and Brian Cage was match of the night. Um, Brian Cage is about the lead team task, so that's cool. Uh, Oh, the Casino Battle Royal. Um, I am not the biggest fan of Jungle Boy, and I, I y'all, a lot of people are going to hate me for that, but I'm just not that much of a fan of Jungle Boy. I thought Christian was supposed to win that. Um, but the Joker was Leo Rush, and that made me happy. And then I just threw him out in two minutes. What was the point then? Like, don't do Leo dirty. Like, please. Um, Miro versus Lance Archer. Um, it was okay. I expected better, but it was okay. Um, but now the match I do want to focus on. Britt Baker is the women's champion. I okay. I I I said list. I I said that you know I was all for Bianca Belair, and I still am. But Britt Baker is the only white woman in wrestling that I'll ever stand. Jesus Christ. The only white woman in wrestling 
who I'm actually 100% behind. She She's done nothing wrong. She can do no wrong. And I'm happy for her because she deserves it because she's just that good. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. All right. So 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 what you got to say? Because I, I hear it in your voice. What you got to say? Who? You. Oh, no. You got this one. I ain't going to say about this one. I really, I was reading something, bro. <laughs> no, I'm good with this one. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting. Um, I mean, Sting's 61. He looks, he looks good. But um, Scorpio Sky should not be losing at all. Um, I'm trying to think. Do I really want to talk about this next one? Well. Okay, Damon, you like this one, so you you can talk about the triple threat, cause that that that's all you. Well, y'all y'all know we don't we don't like triple threats on this podcast. Um, but I actually I fairly enjoyed this one. Um, I really I I wish I watched the whole thing, but I watched the highlights because. I wasn't paying fifteen dollars for that, or however much it was. Oh, no, we pirate, we pirate um, content over here, though. <laughs> I watched this one for free. Um, dude. Yeah, I didn't have the capacity to do all that, so. Um, <laughs> got a website. I'll let you know. Uh, so. I, yeah, for sure, you got to do that. Um, allegedly, we don't do that. Actually, we do that allegedly. Um, so it was cool match. I had a lot of cool good spots. Um. Obviously, I really like Death Triangle, so uh, I really want to see Pac win, but obviously that wasn't going to happen. I think that moment, like, when everybody was, like, Orange Cassie, like, might win this, that was, like, one of the, like, the best parts of the match. Um, but, you know, what happened, happened. I I really hope – I don't know what the next – what the next uh, – uh, story is going to be from here, but I just hope it's I just hope it's good. That's all I can say. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's still we hate Kenny Omega around these parts. So um, I mean, good match. Um, just just Kenny Omega go away too, please. I I hate I hate him the most out of all of the elite. So um, I don't know who's going to beat him, but whoever they pick, just just beat him down badly, please, so he can go away. For this some time, and then the last match, uh, Stadium Stampede. I mean, it was fun to watch. Um, they had a whole bunch of like, uh, what's some things called? Like when it's a reference to something, I can't think of it. Well, reference, of course. Easter, yeah, eggs. Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. They had a bunch of Easter eggs to a whole bunch of different things. It was fun. They ended with the inner circle winning and Sammy Guevara got over and then they had the whole crowd going crazy and that, that was a great ending to a show that was actually that was the second best show of the year outside of Cody Rhodes, but I'm just going to leave it there. Um, our next wrestling topic, I feel like this is the third time we've done this <laughs> since we started this podcast. But WWE didn't release some more people, though. <laughs> but this list, um, we might all go off. Um, Braun Strowman was first. 
Um, y'all know how we feel about Braun Strowman, so um, goodbye. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, da- Damon, you got anything you want to say about Braun getting released? Yeah. So apparently, like we know, it's it was like contractual, con- money wise, because I guess he had a really big contract. Um, obviously, uh, wasn't my favorite. Uh, I feel like. Honestly, I could see him taking a break and then potentially signing back with WWE on a smaller contract. Because I don't know about y'all, but I cannot see Brian fitting in any on any other promotion oh, yeah. right now. Like I could see him being like on the indie circuit, but like Brian is way too big of a. Um, a name to like run the indie scene so i'm like he he's only a wwe guy in my opinion so i wouldn't be surprised if he's back on a smaller contract by the end of the year all right you 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 got any you got anything to say about Brian? uh i didn't hear what damon said i kind of did but um i don't i don't know what he gonna do because i don't know where would he go you literally don't fit in the world like yeah, that's why. Yeah, what I was saying was, um, he's to me like I can only really see him as a WWE mm-hmm. guy, and I was basically saying I could see him coming back on a smaller contract by the end of the year because I was like his character or like his size he doesn't fit in any other promotion, yeah. and he's too big of a name to like just be like, oh, I do appearances on like the indie circuit or something like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even. I don't even. I don't like his gimmick. Like, I, big people aren't a thing anymore with this, like in wrestling like that. Like, not for him. Like, he missed that run. He he should have came here like fifteen years ago. Cause I he his he doesn't draw any attention to anything to me. As a champion, like if Brown was champion, it wouldn't be fun at all, for me. Cause I really yeah he he lucky will have to come back and I really don't want him to because I don't like the dude but hey um I I don't know but some of the other releases uh Santana Garrett I don't know who she is to be completely honest so I guess that somewhat makes sense uh Ruby Riot that pissed me off you know why would they break up why do they keep breaking up tag teams I don't get it. Um, Lana, um, she was getting better in the ring, like she was improving. But you know, we'll just we'll just wait ninety days, wait for her to go to AEW with Miro, and everything will be will be fine. But these last two names that got released, Jalen, you can start this off, dog. Alistair Black is gone, bro. I didn't even watch WWE. I still don't, except for you guys. But him, I liked him. I told her that last week, I like or two weeks ago, I liked him. And I heard his new theme. Sick of it, man. I, I that's one. Everybody else, I don't really care about. You know, ever since Murphy was dating, uh, what's his name? I didn't care. Yeah, that was cringy. 
but no, Alistair Black, man, it's, it was it, – WWE does this with a lot of people. And Ruby Riot too, I didn't like that one at all. I just don't – I don't know what they expect anymore. It's like they're out of tune. I say I said this multiple times. They're out of tune with what the universe wants. And it, every time they release somebody or they do the new release uh, roster, it's trash. He, It's no way in hell that he should be released from WWE. I don't care what under what circumstance it is. I'm disappointed. I'm disgusted. Oh, wait, I forgot about my uh, – Andrade? That's his name, right? Yeah. And he's an AW now. It's, oh, yeah, that's, 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 gonna, that's beautiful. It's like Vince – is literally giving Cody Rhodes a chance, and he's he's taking taking them, putting them together. Ric Flair's contract is up soon too. I I see rumors that he wants to manage Andrade. So, like, it, I'm all for it. WWE is trash, man. When it comes to like yeah. seeing potential, why's the phone ringing? But it's just not good, man. Yeah. Um... It, I can't believe like this company was real life our childhood, and now it's just like, what's the point of even watching it? Like you know, I'll keep up with the highlights for for content wise, you know. But there's nothing to get out of watching this company, bro. Like literally, because all the talent that they have, they just keep releasing them. That so they roster thin, and so they gotta keep having rematches. And nothing goes anywhere. Like, I, I I know that we said like, hey, like we probably not like we gonna try to keep the WWE slanders for minimum, but that low key might be that that low key might be part of the show. Just just complete slander of this company. And Damon, I, since you you didn't get to um, speak on it yet, what do you, what do you think about Alistair Black and Murphy getting released? Bro, I had to go back and watch their match in Extreme Rules out of just pure disgust. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Because, bro, so I didn't know, like, about, like, Tommy N before he came to WWE or Aleister Black now. Um, but when his character came out, like, that was something that we hadn't seen in a minute. And it was like really cool, and he like the black mask, like, like it looked so cool. And it was just, I think it was just the fact that they had this, he had this whole new, like, addition to his character that he had been they've been building up the last few weeks. He comes out main event of the last SmackDown, and then he's gone, and he says it's out of left field. So this is something that's like. It's it don't make no sense. Yeah. And Murphy, I they I don't know him. Vince just he just don't like him. I don't I don't I don't understand what it is. But it's like they would use him for a minute. He was awesome in the two hundred five live when it was like him and him and Mustafa Ali were having like bangers. And then they like brought him to the regular roster. He had like two matches. He looked good with the uh, the whole Messiah thing with Seth Rollins. And then like Jalen said, then they start doing the whole dating thing, and then it got weird. 
and then after that he was just off tv and stuff so um i don't it's not it's not gonna be hard for him or um tommy and now to find a new place to go and um now ruby riot uh only there's the Liv morgan's the only person in riot squad left and you can't even call it riot squad no more exactly it's just a squad Like, how do you think they, 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 they got rid of the, the leader? Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, Liv, So, I think there's only like, right. Cause there's like, I think after, I think I saw something after those releases. I think it was either Raw or SmackDown or just Raw and SmackDown combined. There's like eight active women wrestlers right now across both SmackDown and Raw. Like that should not be like that's like that's ridiculous. Yo, that's like Divas era levels of that. <laughs> oh man, man, that's tough. That is that is tough. <laughs> yeah, but um for time purposes, the our last wrestling topic we're going to push to next week. So that's gonna do it for wrestling and now the WNBA. Damon, this is your topic. I don't really know what's going on, but talk to us about uh, Alicia Clarendon. I probably butchered her name. Oh, boy. I apologize. Yeah, it was, you were basically there, Alicia Clarendon. Um, I definitely wanted to highlight them um, because of – I. so I watched Tuned In last week, earlier – early, yeah, it was about, I think, either Tuesday or Wednesday, the Lynx played um, The Sun – so I like it was ran- it was on. I turned it on, and I'm seeing this player just going off, and I instantly I was like looking them up, and I'm looking, and so Laisha Clarendon came was a uh, number nine in the draft in 2013. Um, team vet, uh, she's a vice president of the of their uh, player association and the leader on the social justice. Uh, social justice kind social justice council and um one of the first like non-binary i identifying as like a trans basketball player uh-huh. um and so they signed with uh the new york liberty last year and they had a two-year hundred twenty thousand dollar contract she averaged about 11 points a game, solid player ever since they've been in the league. And they, and Natasha Howard, one of their, the Liberty's really good players, was overseas playing. And Natasha came back and they got cut because they can only have 12 people on the roster. And it kind of shocked everybody in WWA player because it's like, whoa, like this is like a, real like talent so the links snag her up two days later and the links who only had one win at the time going up against the red hot sun i think they were six and one or seven and one at the time under uh they're not the favorites links are at home and clarendon went off like you you like it was like they saw red 
they they went off. I think they dropped, I think, 16 or 18 points. Um, they waved off a half-court uh, buzzer beater to win the game, but they went to overtime, and then they ended up hitting the, uh, the dagger to win them the game. Like, it was, like, a really kind of cool full circle, which really created this, like, kind of dialogue about, like, how it really sucks in the WNBA because they don't have like a G league or a developmental or like a three V three thing that, um, so it's like, it really sucks because you end up with either these young players that never get a chance to play or these vets who are pretty good, but they aren't on rosters. And it's like, it's, it's something that really needs to be discussed because they have, they have five round drafts. And only really the first two, the who they pick in the first two rounds actually make the roster and the other three or four get cut. And it just really sucks. But yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what I was, what my thoughts were on that, on that discussion about, about them. Uh, yeah, that, that sucks. Losing, losing your spot. Oh, that 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 really does suck. But I'm glad that she got another spot in Minnesota, and I'm glad that she's playing well. Um, wow, I mean, yeah, that's that's really tough. They they do deserve a lot more chances, just in general. Which is why our final topic for today is why you should be watching the WNBA. And Damon, you you can start this off because you you've had more time to catch games than I have. I've, I've caught plenty of games, but you can just take the reins and start off from here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's really exciting basketball to watch. If you re- – if you – honestly, as, as much as people be trying to talk about it, if you're a real basketball fan, you should, you should like, enjoy watching stuff. Like, there's – because – and you think about it, in a way, like, it's a different style of basketball, but – these 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 women and these these people have have to really be talented players because they're not not everybody not half the league is six foot eight six foot seven and above mm-hmm. you can't you can't just be athletic and be able to just dunk on everybody even and you may not have a lot of skill shooting and you have to just oh you know I can make up for it I can just you know be athletic and dunk you got to be able to do everything because, you know, we have like Liz Cambage who's six foot eight and, you know, she can dominate a center, but majority of the leagues between like six foot, six foot five, and then like maybe guards would be like five eleven. So you have to really be talented to, you know, get to the basket or be able to shoot really well. And a lot of these, a lot of these girls are shooting like 40% high forties from, from the perimeter which is just as good as half, which is better than a lot of NBA players. Um, and there's been so many great games this season alone. Like since the season started, there's been at least five buzzer beater winning games already. Like there was one Jewel Lloyd hit like hit a big, a deep three point buzzer beater yesterday. And there's like, there's literally no reason to, not watch it honestly if you enjoy basketball yeah i'm 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 right with damon man like these girls be balling and i'm I'm not just saying that 
like because I watch the game. So and for I'm not saying that for content. Like these women be out there playing their hearts out, and it sucks that they don't get the recognition that they deserve because it's the WNBA. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not with that. Y'all, like I know people like they've actually said like, oh well, I'm just not gonna watch the WNBA because I have an interest in watching WNBA. That's fine if you feel that way. But I'm telling you, you're missing out. Like, you are missing out on really, really good basketball. Like, I'm, I'm just going to bring some names up. Tina Charles is going off. Leona Stewart, Ben Laney, Brittany Griner, Christy Tolliver, Liz Cambage, Asia Wilson, Ari McDonald, Charlie Coleman. Like, oh, yeah. And, and let me not forget my girl, Sabrina Unesco. I don't want to hear her name right now. She did, oh, terrible last, she did terrible. I was gonna yeah, say, she, bro, she did terrible. She's she not even the best quote unquote yeah. rookie on that team right now, bro. Yeah. She had them I, two. I, I, Ooh, man, man. Yeah, bro. She she did sell last game. I'm, I mean, but she's averaging like seven to six. We can give her that. Bro, oh, she buddy. shot like two for thirteen. I thought it was she, two for, I thought it was two for nine, so it was worse. It was well two for nine. Either oh. way, it was bad. She had them, you know. She had them two first three, you know, first three games where she like, you know, everybody was like, wow, 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 wow. But every time she's really lined up against a real good, either a good defender on maybe a, just an average team or just a good team in general, she's been she's folded like a lawn chair. She got locked up by <laughs> she got locked up by the Aces, Yo. like by their bench guard and their starting guard. She looked frustrated. Hey, I rock with Damon, dude. I ain't said that line in so long, and it brings me joy that somebody else says that. That launcher yeah, line is classic, bro. Yeah. That's how you know you're doing bad in life, <laughs> bro. Literally. <laughs> Yo, yeah. we trying to convince we can try to bro, we trying to convince people to watch the WNBA and y'all trying to snitch. No, no, team. like I I I truly think the WNBA is is fun to watch. Like I was watching my girl, you know, Liz. I think that was was that Tina Charles she was posting up. She was posting up somebody who was just laughing at her. Like they were having fun. So like stuff like that, if we seen that in the NBA, we laugh too because you know, people can't guard people, and it's funny when they get exposed. I like that, but it's just, I, I, you know, I think they make it worse because they complain a lot, which they should, or, you know, demand stuff, but they'll never get what the NBA gets, and we know that. So when they, like, you know, I don't say complain, but, you know, voice their, you know, frustration, people just make it even worse to not care anymore and don't even want to look at it. Yeah. And I think it's fun to watch. I like watching them play. Yeah, because to me, this may sound this may sound bad, but it's really not like I'll, I'll say the WNBA is really just the NBA without a bunch of dunks. And don't like and for people for the people that's listening, don't take that the wrong way, like at all. I mean, dunks are fun and all, but like these girls be actually hooping, hooping. Like they're I I've seen I've been very impressed this season with. What I've seen, like, again, this is my first season really watching the games. I've been very, very impressed. Like, in all these games, like, just because they don't get 100 points, that doesn't mean they're bad. And everybody be saying, like, oh, well, the worst team in the NBA would be the best team in the WNBA. 
do you think that the 2021 Houston Rockets are actually going to beat the Seattle Storm? If you believe this, you're either dumb, on drugs, or both. Uh. And the, these 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 women are outstanding on the court, and they're and and I'll I'll, I'll say this too. A lot of those women in the WNBA, uh, they fight for more social issues than a lot of than most NBA players. I will definitely like that is an actual fact. They fight for more social justice dudes than NBA players. And yeah, they have they led that whole movement in the bubble last year. Exactly. Like Maya Moore, like look at Maya Moore. Like, why is she not playing? Because she's the social justice champion right now. And Skylar Diggins and a whole bunch of other players, like, they can't, like, you know, the NBA, they say, oh, well, it's more than basketball. It's more than just basketball. But with the WNBA, it really is more than just basketball. Like, we we look at these women more than, as more than just athletes. Like, it's a lot of dudes in the NBA where we only see, like, okay, well, they hoop and they put on nice fits for pregame and that's literally it like with these women like okay they put on they put on some they got they know how to dress you know they got their good fits on they balling out they're going out in the communities and they're doing things for social justice and fighting racism and misogyny and all and homophobia and all these other things that like because i'm not gonna bash the nba because i love the nba but the wnba deserves a lot more viewers a lot more credit and I think this is going to be the season where it's not going to just all happen at once, but people are actually going to see what these women are able to do. Now, the only complaint I have, and this is not about the WNBA in particular, but the only issue I really have is WNBA League Pass. Because if I pay for WNBA League Pass, why can I still not watch some of the games? I ain't paid for that years. Um, yeah, <laughs> it it is kind of annoying that some of the games are on like the that CBS Sports yeah. Network, so it's like you can't get. I was like, luckily I have like that um, thing, so it's like, but it only works sometimes. It doesn't work for like Chicago because for some reason they still like black it out, like they do the Pistons for League Pass on like NBA's League Pass, um, and I'm like, bro, that's not even in our state. <laughs> Um, um, but I think it's cool that they are starting to get more games on like ESPN and ABC so it's like uh, but yeah there definitely should be more opportunities to watch the game yeah but not like on, on that same note dude like they need more televised games in general there is no reason why a professional basketball like the Women's National Basketball Association, the women's version of the NBA, there is no reason why their game should be only available specifically on Twitter or Facebook for some of these games. There is no reason why I can't watch the WNBA on my TV. Like, the WNBA, they need an app, honestly, because I'm tired of watching games on my laptop and on my phone. So, 
to Amazon or Roku or whoever whoever we need to talk to to get this done. Let's get this done. Get them a get them a fire stick out. Get them on national TV. But I I just I really I really enjoy I've really been enjoying being a WNBA fan. Uh, the WNBA hoodie is on the way. So if we actually stuff our because uh, we I'm, I'm still thinking about it, but we may actually put some of these episodes on my YouTube channel. If we do that, I will be wearing that hoodie during some of the episodes. So hey, if we if we do it, just just expect the hoodie. But with that being said, that brings us to the conclusion of this episode of Hoopplex. I appreciate everybody that's been listening and tapping in. For those of y'all that are listening on Apple Podcasts, don't just give us a rating. Like, give us a full review. Tell us what you want to see from us. And we will see you guys next week.